Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. And now we're talking about how we can age in a real positive way. My guest is Joy Laverde. She's a consultant and spokesperson for the mature market industry. Her work has been featured on NBC's Today Show, the CBS Early Show, NPR, and in USA Today and Wall Street Journal. And the name of her brand new book is Who Will Take Care of Me When I'm Old? Everything you need to know, how to make your money last, how to take control of your health, and how to choose where you live. She is also the author of The Complete Elder Care Planner, which was a wonderful best-selling book. And you can visit her at elderindustry.com. Welcome, Joy. Patricia, I'm so delighted to be here. Yeah, yeah, great. Wonderful to have you here on my show on Voice America. All right, let's talk about, um, you have really spent a lifetime interacting with thousands of experts and old people themselves. And I don't like to use the word old. I, I like to use the word seniors, but... You've certainly talked to lots of people who are, who are in their aging years. And you've, you've really found out things about their readiness, their housing, their relationships, their health. So tell us about what are some of the most important things we need to know. I would think the most important thing is how not to be isolated and how to have people around you and get support. What do you think? You are absolutely right. You just nailed it, Patricia. Um, you can have all the money in the world and people may not want to be around you when you're old, right? So money is not the key here, even though it's quite important in order to pay for quality care. But the happiest old people that I know have plenty of friends and plenty of social interaction on a daily basis. So that's the number one as far as I am concerned. And I've seen people... Uh, just just be as happy as can be until they take their final breath. Yeah, so important. And in order to, now some people have big families, Joy, but not everybody does. So do you suggest hobbies, senior centers, retirement communities? What do you suggest? All of the above? Well, yeah, and and the thing is, is I want to I want to uh, plant a little seed of a of an idea into the listeners' minds, and that is, even if we do come from big families, or if we have children, there is absolutely no guarantee that any of the people we know today are going to be with us in the future. We must bank on a revolving door of people coming in and out of our lives. That's just the nature of humans. They come and go. Mm. So um, the idea is to tap into resources where you can be part of a network of people who give to each other on a regular basis. Yeah, very important. Now, let's talk about if you're living at home, and a lot of people want to stay at home. How do you make your home age-friendly? Well, there's a lot of things you can do, like um, making sure that the entrance, you can get in and out easy, easily, and so can your friends who may be using walkers or wheelchairs. 
you want to make sure that there are different services within the neighborhood. Um, try your best to make sure that the house doesn't fall apart on you. But in my book, Patricia, you might remember that I talk about the elephants in the room when it comes to wanting to stay home and having it be a reality. For example, people don't realize that there is a serious caregiver shortage, and it's just going to get worse. So the people who we might depend on might make a phone call one day and, and uh, you know, call a, a, a care in-home care service, and they may not be able to accommodate us because there is no one available to, the, you know, to, mm-hmm. to administer the kind of care that we need. We, we don't realize that this caregiver shortage is already at crisis yeah. level. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a few other elephants in the room. Like if you are aging solo in your own house, but you are becoming a little more forgetful, who's, who's looking at you at the quality of your thinking? How do you? How do we know we're we're even on the same right on the same page as we need to be? So there's a lot of needs that we will drum up as we as we go down that path of aging in place. You know, you can only go mm-hmm. so far with the physical aspect of your house before everything else starts to fall apart around you. Yeah, so you need that. The other thing that would help with that, I think, is one of your other points, which is tools to foster smart decision-making, including checklists and worksheets and links to resources. Yeah, yeah, just constantly. um, And and you could tell by reading the book there are so many resources that I've made available, and I only concentrated on the ones that I know that are evolving with this tsunami of people who are getting all old at the same time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, according to, and, and I'm reading, according to the Journal of Gerontology, one in three baby boomers falls into the category of separated, divorced, widowed, or never married. Now, millennials are also following this trend, but a recent Gallup poll indicates that 59% of the 73-year-old millennials are single, never married. Adding fuel to the fire is a decline in the number of people available to provide in-home care, including family members. Age, longevity, singledom, loneliness, and isolation is a recipe for disaster. So mm-hmm. you're talking about millennials as well as baby boomers all in the same breath. And I am. That's yeah. interesting. Um, I'm, I'm finding that a lot of the uh, younger women's groups are inviting me to speak at their organizations because so many of them do not have plans to marry or they don't know if it's ever going to be in their lifetime. Um, they, they may or may not be interested in having children and they're making choices about being childless and child-free. So it's very interesting that this is a huge generation. I'd say people in their 30s are starting to take a look at this as a need for themselves. It's not just for people mm-hmm. over 65 or, you know, whatever number you put on there. Yeah, very important. So let's talk about some of the products and services in your book that you list to help make things smoother. 
Well, financially... Are you there? Go ahead. I, Yes. <laughs> Financially, I would say that if someone were to be to begin the process of making a plan, some of the resources that are available, I would start with the money card and find out what is available in terms of making a plan for living a long life. You know, Patricia, if we make it to the age of 60, there's a good chance that we will be handed an extra 30 years. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. talking about those years as being necessarily ones of quality in terms of health. So we have to be prepared financially to prepare to, to finance these extra years. Some of the resources that I talk about in the book, Financial Wise, is um, getting a hold of elder law attorneys, certified financial planners, and then certified uh, gerontologists who are also financial planners. And those people are just amazing in terms of being able to see the future and financing for that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of resources out there. A lot oh, of resources. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun writing the uh, chapter on housing. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to take a look at it, but there's certainly a lot more going on in terms of housing than just staying home. People are getting together in villages. Uh, creating a village network. Other people are looking to resources like Silvernest. Uh, it's an comp- uh, online service that puts people together very much like a dating service for shared housing. It's really, really oh. wonderful. Oh, it's, there's a lot of cool products and services well, that are, that and are talk being... Talk about um, that again. That's sure. a wonderful one. Where do people it's, find that? The one about oh, Silver, you said? It's called Silver Nest, and all they have to do is go online and begin the process of, of looking for either looking for a roommate or deciding to sell your house and then looking for um, to live with someone else. And what's very neat about that concept is old people are living with young people and, you know, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And just a just, just mm-hmm. wonderful array of relationships that are taking place. So Silver Nest is one of my favorite resources. Well, you know, it's interesting because in other cultures and other countries, you see that all the time. You see the babies Mm -hmm. with the grandparents all the time. I think we haven't seen that as much in our country. It's been more separated, don't you think? Yeah, and we're going to see a lot more people getting together just because it's very difficult to, to be able to afford some of the wonderful continuing care communities that are out there. A lot of us don't have that kind of money. So um, looking to, to make good use of the neighborhood resources that we already have is, is something that we're going to see more and more of. Um, there are there's Certainly the gay community is beginning to take a step upward in terms of looking for resources that are particular to their needs, and that's another, um, I give lots and lots of resources in the books for the gay community. Which is... Which is- so, so there's so many resources. This is really a resource guide, and you already wrote a resource guide. How is this different from your first amazing book? Well, this is this one. This one brought the whole circle. It's now full circle. The first one said, "Okay, family caregiver, these are the things you have to talk to your parents about and your loved ones." Now, this one says, "Oh no." This one's about me. <laughs> I have to talk to my children mm. about this or my neighbors about that, and, and I have to go find resources for myself. And um, it's all about us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, which is, what about travel? Talk a little bit about travel. Well, in terms of um, keeping us enlightened, it's, it's one of the best ways to get a perspective on how people live and how we can learn. And then also there are many, many travel groups that welcome solo travelers. So if you ever in, uh, want to do something that's exciting and also volunteer at the same time, it's certainly a, an option. Um, also, as we become or if we become uh, not so mobile, there are travel outfitters that will accommodate everybody type. So let not the fact that you're in a wheelchair stop you from going anywhere or doing anything because that's just not the way it is anymore. No, no, it's great. And you can travel, too. I mean, there's so many ways that you can travel, yeah. even if you have, you know, if you have a special challenge. Anywhere, anywhere. This is, this is a world of accommodating needs. And, and you know, you're, you're bringing up a good point, because if somebody's thinking about starting their own business, let's say they retired or they, they, they didn't want to stop working, but they were forced to, there are so many opportunities to Start new businesses or hook into ones that are brand new. And um, there's going to be a whole lot of products and services that are coming up the pipe real soon. So anybody can jump on the bandwagon and make some extra money. Speaking of that, talk about the job market as we get older. People want to start a new career or get a job. Talk about that. Well, I have found that one of the biggest obstacles in getting a job is really knowing what to do if you have some preconceived notions that maybe no one will hire you. In my book, I list close to 50 different kinds of occupations that are so perfect for someone who uh, wants to work part-time or doesn't even know that it's possible to work from the luxury of their home as a virtual assistant. So, just, just to be open-minded, there are also organizations that are listed in the book that help older workers get jobs or at least tune up their resume so that it makes it easier for them to become employed. Um, and that's and in your book. That's in the yes, resource guide. Yes. And I, I learned so much uh, that I didn't know. And so people should figure I did all the hard work for them and I did all my homework and took over, um, I began this book close to 10 years ago and kept putting information in, 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 you know, different kinds of files in my computer, but it really, the timing wasn't right until now. So the information, the amount of information that's available in the book is, is, is comprehensive. Mm. One of the things that's so interesting in your book that I've just turned to is follow the free and that there are so many free resources for medications, legal assistant, ride, yeah. clothes, books, classes, exams, food, dental work, pet clinic, free magazines. Explain all those. Isn't that amazing? I, I, um, it is. I actually learned is. that. I learned that from my daughter. Uh, she taught me how she was able to do swaps and get free things by filling out surveys and so on. And I, I asked her so many questions about how does she do that? And, um, of course, I took all her wisdom and put it in the book. 
<laughs> and it, it is very, very available. Uh, thank goodness for the Internet. It's our, it's our key to the world. When people are older, I don't know if you've done research on this, but, you know, there are a lot of people, 55 plus, who are affluent, who have done very well. They can retire. They can move south or north or wherever they're moving. But then there are a lot of people that are, are in a very different situation. What's the percentage or what are you seeing from your work? I, I have heard some horrific statistics about the amount of money that boomers have in the bank, which is practically nothing, you know, it would have needed to finance a longer life. So if I were to follow what the newspapers and the headlines say, I would say that most people are not prepared to finance a longer life. Now, I was very sympathetic to everyone's financial situation when I was writing this book. So I was careful to make sure that if financing a longer life was difficult, then you would still have the ability to have resources to help you negotiate a longer life. I was sensitive to to the fact that most people don't have a lot of money, and and it it, it just um, it shouldn't stop us from making plans, and that's the perspective that I wrote this book from, so that people would mm. say, all right, I can I can I can do this. This is this is good. Let me let me let me have at it, including the resources. Also listed resources that are you know are absolutely free. Mm. Yeah, and you have in here you talked about this before, but it's really good. It's about different job opportunities, things that you can do. You know, being a writer or so many things, receptionist, bookkeeper, candyman. I mean, there's a lot of things here. Uh, age should not should not determine what we're doing. Correct. And age, and not only that, but if we are physically challenged, it shouldn't determine that either. So I'm assuming, and I always have, even in my other book, I talked about just because we develop a chronic illness one way or another, if we do, doesn't mean it's a prescription to stop living, including Alzheimer's. So, so we, we need to remember we are full human beings in, in spite of illnesses that are, are upon us. And that's the attitude mm. that, that we need to keep. It's very important. All the old people I know who are aging uh, happily have a real positive attitude about everything yeah. they do. Well, that's so important. And I want to read something that you wrote in your book that I really love. You say the following statements reflect what many people express on their deathbed. Mm. People who are dying wish they had been kinder. People who are dying wish they had the courage to stay true to their wants and not other people's expectations. People who are dying regret not being a better parent, partner, or friend. People who are dying are sorry for spending too much time working and not making enough time for fun. And people who are dying regret not expressing their true feelings, even when given the opportunity to do so. Now, what's interesting there, Joy, is nothing is in there that says people regret not making enough money, people regret not traveling to the West Indies or doing a world cruise. Right. So it's interesting that people are are regretting more the internal things. Yeah. Amazing. What would you like to leave our listeners with? What would be your closing thoughts? That it's never too early to think about going forward into the future 
in order to create a quality of life for yourself, that 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 you would not use fear as a as a stopping point to go forward. There's right. there's nothing to fear. Just take a deep breath and dive in and surround yourself with loving, compassionate people for, for as long as you can. And they're out there. Which is really wonderful. And let's look at your, your, all of the ways that people can find you, Joy. Elgerindustry.com, Facebook.com slash Joy.Laverde, and then Pinterest.com slash Joy.Laverde. And then Twitter.com slash Joy Laverde and LinkedIn, same thing, LinkedIn.com Joy Laverde. Is that how we say it, Laverde? Is that, is that correct? Yes, it's, it's very Italian the way you're saying it, which is so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. All right. And can people write to you through your website? Oh, sure. So, I mean, oh, my email address is all over the place. Yeah. So on the book and on my website. So sure. I'm, I'm accessible. All right, Joy La- J- Jay Laverde at elderindustry.com. And again, the book is Who Will Take Care of Me When I'm Old? And then she also has her first book, was The Complete Elder Care Planner. Joy, it's really been a pleasure to have you on the program and to really talk about how we can, we can be happy when we're older and healthy and, and we can make the, the best and the most of, of our older years. Thank you so much. Thank- Thank you, Joy. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. We're here on voiceamerica.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. And like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. If you want to be on my newsletter, write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com, and you can see all the guests coming up on my several shows. All right, until next time, have a wonderful week. Right here on Voice America for Patricia Raskin, the Patricia Raskin Show. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.